New York adjusts its COVID hospitalization reporting as Omicron surges. The CDC study finds that the majority of teens hospitalized for COVID are severely obese. And Cruz uh, mentions a Biden impeachment if the GOP wins the house. We're going to all this some more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. Listen to Flip the Show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Go there right now and subscribe. Let's get right into this. He had a critical moment, but we also want to, we're going to start asking some questions. We talk, we talk about the hospitalizations. I have always wondered, when we're looking at the hospitalizations, the people testing positive in a hospital, is that person in the hospital because of COVID? Or did they show up there and are routinely tested and showing positive and they may have been asymptomatic or even just had the sniffles? Whoa, 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 whoa. Enough with this conspiracy theory talk, uh, New York State governor. Back when we said stuff like that, we quite literally got banned off of social media for saying stuff like that. Interesting. Before I play the full clip, drop this video like, add engagement, and send this to someone so the real news can spread. Someone is in a car accident. They go to the emergency room. They test positive for COVID while they're there. They're not there being treated for COVID. Now, Someone's conditions can worsen while they're in the hospital. I'm not saying that won't happen, but I've just been doing a random call around to some of the hospital leaders that I touch base with, and I'm seeing numbers from 20 to sometimes 50%, but we don't have clear data right now that's anecdotal. Beginning tomorrow, we're going to be asking all hospitals to break out for us. How many people are being hospitalized because of COVID symptoms? How many people are happen to be testing positive uh, just while they're in there for other treatments. So that's, I think that's important. And the narrative is changing in real time as the midterms are coming. This is now going to be the end of COVID for at least probably the next year after this surge settles down. They're going to declare victory on COVID using the, the, the proper data that should have been properly reported since the beginning of this pandemic. But, you know, we're not going to count data like that back then because Trump was in charge. They needed everything to seem as bad as possible. Now they need everything to seem as good as possible. Important. I think I just want to always be honest with New Yorkers about how bad this is. Yes, the numbers, the sheer numbers of people infected are high. But I want to see whether or not the hospitalizations correlate with that. And I'm anticipating to see that at least a certain percentage overall are not related to being treated for COVID. But we're still going to watch hospital, hospital capacity. Why don't we go back and update all of the data, all of the death data, all of the hospitalization data of COVID from the start to include of from COVID and because of, oh, I'm sorry, with COVID and, be, and uh, because of COVID, we should go back and adjust the numbers to properly, properly represent the truth, as all of a sudden they want to do now. So let's read. New York has made a big adjustment on now hospitals reporting patient intake by distinguishing between those who come in with COVID or because of COVID. On Monday, the governor said we're looking at, critical, at a critical moment where we're going to start asking some questions. Some questions. We talked about hospitalizations, and I have wondered, we're looking at hospitalizations and people testing in the, in the hospital. Okay, just reiterating what she said. As of Monday, 9.5 thousand New York residents in the hospital due to COVID-19 data in New York City, and the daily average hospitalizations over seven days is 469. Hospitals now requiring to clarify whether a patient with COVID-19 comes in the hospital because they have symptoms. Here's the thing. My fiancé 
I had to take her to the emergency room while we were in New York. Um, and the first thing they do is quite literally give you a COVID test. And if she tested positive for COVID, even though she was in there for something completely unrelated, she would have gotten marked down as someone who visited the ER due to COVID. So I, I, I do. It's fi- Finally, the Democrats are doing what they should have done from the day one. But they're clearly only acting in a way that suits their agenda at that particular time. 103 COVID-related deaths were reported in the state on Sunday. The governor said that the numbers are rather shocking, but pointed out the Omicron severity is far less than we've seen before. The governor said that she spoke to a handful of hospital leaders in the patient's intake reporting, found the 20 to 50% difference in patients being treated for COVID in patients with other ailments testing positive. I just want uh, to always be honest with New Yorkers about how bad it is just to share numbers of people in the highly infected bubble. Okay. Ron DeSantis, who asked hospitals to distinguish between patients and COVID-19, with COVID-19 and those who are uh, there for something else uh, but happen to test positive. So DeSantis is asking for that. I, I feel like DeSantis should have been asking for that since day one. Um, I do know. I, I, I think he, he did talk about or at least brush upon it um, back in the day. A new CDC study finds that the majority of teens hospitalized from uh, from COVID are severely obese. Wow. Who, who could have thunk that uh, being severely obese would make you high risk of COVID? It's, al- it's almost like the mainstream media and the CDC and, uh, and our politicians should have been promoting healthy eating and exercise instead of lock yourself in your room and order Uber Eats and waste away your life doing nothing. Um, And I wonder if now more people are obese due to the fact of the lockdowns, resulting in more people becoming more susceptible to the virus. Hmm. So there's one commonality. uh, Before we read into this, obviously, click all the engagement buttons. It's the only way this show can grow. There's one important commonality between most teenagers hospitalized from COVID-19, and it's not their age. The CDC discovered reveals that 61.4% of more than 900 patients sampled were suffering from obesity. Most teenagers hospitalized with COVID-19 across six major hospitals over the summer were severely obese, according to a recent published of Center Disease Control study. So, dear tech overlords, this is a study from the CDC. You're, it's overlord-approved programming. The researchers indicated that patients with severe obesity also require care with longer than those without. Uh, the condition only increases the severity of the virus. Ironically uh, enough, political leaders and health officials are not making any big push to encourage Americans, especially those in the youth, to be to begin their weight loss journey. Instead, they impose mask mandates that become self-defeating as soon as a person sits down to eat. There's a heavy debate when it comes to whether or not the mask could save a life. When it comes to obesity, there is no debate. Losing weight and living a healthy lifestyle will save lives. Not not just from COVID either. Obesity can, you know, other severe illnesses. Okay. Uh, let's read. Um, someone says, slight correction clarification in an article, 61.4% were obese. Of those, 60.5% were severely obese. Still, whether obesity or severe obesity, we can just publicly recognize that the obesity issue we have in the U.S. is obviously correlated a lot with negative COVID outcomes. Um, and someone tweeted out, I guess this is a response to a tweet that said, I criticize the CDC constantly, but this is a very essential study. We should make all of note that 60% of teens hospitalized for COVID have severe obesity or underlying conditions. Very important. According to the Daily Caller, youth obesity has only increased during the pandemic, worsening the already existing issue. Literally, what what we have been saying will happen has happened yet again. 
This is likely due to the standard of behavior of the lockdown culture breeds. Instead of encouraging to go out and exercise, children are being told to stay indoors away from activities that uh, that better fit uh, fitness. Okay. Wait. Oh, my God. It is, it is insane how many things are, are coming to fruition or coming true or things that we will write about quite literally from day one one with this stuff from day one we were saying this was going to happen we were calling this stuff out and what do you know we are correct yet again oh, how many times do we need to be right so ted cruz is hinting at a possible biden impeachment if the house wins uh in, if the gop house wins in 2022 so uh before we read into this Obviously, click all the engagement buttons, like, share, subscribe, comment below. It's the only way this show can grow. Now, let's read. On Monday, Ted Cruz says that there is a chance that Republicans will impeach President Biden if they win back the House in 2022. Someone tweeted out, Senator Ted Cruz is pushing Biden's impeachment for the lawlessness of the country uh, of the border amongst numerous charges. Now, I want to say real quick, do I think this will happen? Do I think that we could win the House? Yes. Do I think it's going to even start abiding impeachment? Maybe, probably not. I don't really know. It doesn't really matter to me because a Biden impeachment just goes absolutely nowhere and it's a waste of time. And I stand by that and I've been standing by that for a year now, okay? Why is Ted Cruz saying this? Ted Cruz is obviously, it, it is so clear he's only saying this, which I guess, go for it, to pump up demand for, or not demand, I'd say to, to pump up uh, engagement for people to go out to the polls and vote Republican. Because right now it is popular. Uh, the popular thing among the right is Biden is bad. So you want bad man gone? Go out and vote Republican. If we take the House, we'll make sure a bad man's gone. Uh, it's kind of what they're promoting. I guess go for it if it's going to help us win, but it's not going to stop me from completely criticizing it. So... Um, during the latest episode of the podcast, verdict with Ted Cruz, the senator said that we'll take the House, which is overwhelmingly like, likely. Then I think that the uh, serious investigations of the Biden administration. Then uh, when discussed the possibility of Republicans impeachment, Biden Cruz said, "I don't, I don't, I do think there is a chance of that." Cruz added that Democrats are weaponizing, uh, have weaponized impeachment. If they use it for partisan purposes to go after Trump because they disagree with him, one of the real advantages of doing so is more. Uh, you weaponize it, uh, it turns into a partisan. Cludgeon. Uh, you know what's good? Goose, okay, whatever. Goose and Gander. So it seems like at least Ted Cruz is, um, uh, he, he, he kind of knows what he's saying. The senator said the multiple grounds to consider for impeachment of Biden, probably the most compelling and utterly lawlessness of the President Biden's refusal to enforce the border. His decision is to defy federal immigration laws and allow 2 million people to come here uh, un unimpeded in direct con uh, contradiction to the obligations, okay, and um, contravention, okay, whatever. Uh, this is probably the strongest grounds for impeachment. Cruz also spoke about the upcoming midterm, saying that he's very optimistic about 2022 and put the odds of Republicans winning the House 90-10, but noted the chances may be even higher than that. You know what? This is the only time I would be totally okay with using the Biden impeachment grift because it would actually result in some possible possible good. And that possible good would be winning the House back for Republicans. Uh, when it's Marjorie Taylor Greene going out there uh, every, you know, quite literally once a month, uh, 
<laughs> or every 40 days coming out there and slapping 12 more Biden impeachments on the table that are going to go absolutely nowhere uh, because she wants headlines and wants to be talked about. Whatever. Go, you know, nothing's going to happen. Don't fall for the for the trap, the, the publicity trap, uh, the follower trap. Don't really fall for that. Nothing really good comes from that. But at least in this situation, some good would come from, I guess, promoting that type of narrative. And the good that would come from that is more Republicans in the House. So, hey, hey, if it's a calling card to get voters out there, let it be a calling card. But then once it's over, just telling you guys, don't really expect much. Just don't expect much, okay? Even if we got our way, even if we got Biden impeachment, it will not go through the Senate. Let's just be real here. And even if it does, then you got President Kamala. And it's a lose-lose along the entire way. There's no situation from a Biden impeachment that will result in an actual win. It would be political losses. It would be actual losses. But at least if we can use it to get votes, hey, hey, you know, I'm not brain dead to that. Let's use it for what it's good for, for at the very least. Um, anyway, guys, thank you for watching. If you can, please drop me a like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. If you can, listen to the Flip Soda Show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Go there right now and rate five stars, please. I read all the reviews on the Apple Podcast app, so that'd be pretty cool if you can go there and leave a nice review. Um, click all the engagement buttons over on YouTube. It's the only way the show can grow. Same thing on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for watching. Listen, and peace out.